What's up, everyone? Welcome to this episode of the Flow Prince Podcast, a space where we and our guests share the blueprints of our ongoing glow up every other Tuesday. I'm your host, Helen Morgan. I am a multidisciplinary artist, intuitive, and highly sensitive. And I'm Kim, your co-host. I'm fueled by creativity, live deeply in each moment, and I lead with love. And this is where we talk about all things wellness through that special lens we got as creatives. So take a seat and let's vibe together. All right, let's get okay. started. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It, it is. Yes, it <laughs> is going to be 90 degrees today Fahrenheit. That still doesn't mean anything to you. Doesn't. That means you need to... Okay, let it's me hot. equate... It's hot, right? So, this is what it equates to. <laughs> There's nowhere you should be other than at the beach. Yeah, okay. So now you know if I say 90, that's you if you're on the train cursing and being upset and like annoyed and why am I here? I should be at the beach. I kind of memorize. The, yeah, like the the ranges. But I used to be able to understand Fahrenheit, like in high school. Right, chemistry. You do yeah. Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. It's basically July, mid July in New York. That's what it is. Today. That's too much. It is for for spring. It's out of the ordinary. So I'm just trying wow, to say. Cool. I don't know what kind of summer y'all gonna have, but I'm just gonna. People are going crazy. It's like so. We'll see what happens in May. <laughs> Outside's open and people are losing their minds. So, Good thing I feel like it's here. it means that you all have to be careful and not too confident. Yeah. So yeah, I'm good right now. I am still. I think the last time we spoke, I was focusing on. I'm always focusing on my health and wellness, but more like really really hardcore on healing my body because i'm mm. having some you know injuries that are flared up again so still just trying to do what my body needs me to do mm-hmm. which is hard because some, some, i'm the type that wants to do i want to do what i want to do not what i need to do mm. when it comes to my physicality because that's a major major outlet for me is fitness and so not being able to do that, that that literally music and fitness have like kept me. <laughs> I don't want to be like kept me here because that it, what yeah let's say have, has kept me regulated. Mm. <laughs> Three minutes in, I don't want to be like that's what kept me alive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's tough, and I know you know people go through things, medical issues, physical issues, and when your body, when you don't have like control of what your body is doing or you're limited, it can mm-hmm. be hard. And for me, psychologically, very hard. Yeah, I um I got a personal trainer. Yes, because I am just like, don't know what to do at this point. Yeah. And so I had my first session with him this week and he knows his shit. Mm -hmm. So I'm in good hands because, you know, it's also like a vulnerability. You're Mm -hmm. giving your body with its injuries over to somebody. Yeah. So it's, it's scary. Yeah. You know, how about you? I'm good. I had a very busy week. Um, 
because I just, I mean, we're not started. We haven't started yet, but I just got into a program um, in terms of my screenwriting and it's a whole like media festival. Um, it has like Netflix involved. And so there's a lot of prepping happening in terms of who's going to attend and just creating, you know, list of people I want to talk to, reaching out to those people, creating like individualized um, emails and it's, it's a lot. And then I'm planning my trip and then, and then I have to get my apartment ready for me to leave and for my friend to, you know, maybe come in every now and then Mm. to water my plants. Um, Prepping this podcast, like it's a lot of things that I'm juggling as usual, Yeah, but um, yeah, overall I'm good. I'm good. I'm just really excited to be traveling soon. Yes. That's going to be great. That's going to be great. I also From bought like, my ticket to France. Because I was like, fuck you guys. Yep. I'm not waiting for you to get it together. Obviously, you're still not any anywhere close to, you know, taking it. Like, I don't know. Handling the whole thing. They're not. They're not doing it. It's not working. They're kind of leaning towards it. But for me, I'm just like, I'm going to do it my way. I'm done. Yeah. It's funny, I was watching something yesterday and because I'm thinking of you going from nothing from zero to 100, like literally you haven't done things and you're going to go do a lot. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to do a lot. Actually, we're going to talk about this. Well, getting on a plane and going to another country after being home for a year and you're, uh, you know, that's a that's a that's a lot. That is a lot. That's not just like getting drinks with your friends down the block. It's it's a it's a I mean that would be a lot too. Change. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing. I was watching something yesterday about mental health uh and a discussion on like mental illness and it was actually Oprah and Prince Harry. Oh yeah. I've been I, I have it. First... I have a tab open to watch it. I watched the first episode yesterday and they yeah. were talking about the you know like the pandemic and how mm-hmm. In one way or another, over the course of the year and three months that this has been happening, the commonality amongst like humanity is everyone has experienced trauma during the pandemic. As a, like j- just the just the pandemic itself mm-hmm. has affected people and. The degrees, the degrees of the trauma, my or the intensity of the experience can vary, but no one was not affected by it. I refuse to like. There, there. I, I would be very interested in finding that one person who didn't experience something emotionally or psychologically over the course of the last. 15 months and that's interesting you know because it's just interesting in the context of discussing mental health because people don't understand like lots of people don't still don't like yeah sure it's still stigmatized there's still a taboo around it in certain cultures and lots of people just can't understand the different types of mental illness so this is interesting because i think it like put a mirror on people it did. I think it it was it's hard to label it as helpful because it really depends on what you had on your plate 
including like health wise your health relatives health like whoever is around us and and um it like i think there's definitely like the mental health aspect but some people at the very least didn't have to deal with i don't know covid itself right and then like the illness physically or Mm -hmm. like having the loss or of a relative of someone close right but i think that at the very least everybody experienced stress because we had to adapt right there's so many things that change in everyone's life i think that even as people like as people can be privileged there's still an element of uncertainty and (laughs) human beings will react to that right the lack of stability you can have all the money saved for some reason you could think that that's gone your health gone like the people that you typically hang out with or that bring you comfort gone right or or being quarantined with the people that do and just the stress of sharing space with someone to that degree and with people that you're not safe to like that too yeah so like all different types of scenarios like that's the point everyone has experienced something so it's just a matter of what did you already have coming into it uh and the degree to which it, it impacted you personally. But that's interesting. Yeah, it is. I'll be watching it. Maybe we can discuss it. Yeah. Next time. I watched the, yeah, I watched the first episode and then I had to pump the brakes because I'm like, ah, this is a one at a time type of thing. It's not is a it like heavy? binge. Mm, okay. Good I to mean, know. it's, it's heavy for me because of where I, well, it's, it, it would probably be heavy for me at any point. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but it's especially heavy for me now because of just what i'm going through per, you know with yeah. myself yeah, um okay. with the anxiety depression level so you also want to be mindful of what you are absorbing at all times but especially when you're feeling that way yeah absolutely so that's what's up send me a postcard uh, from okay wherever right. <laughs> from- <laughs> toronto greetings from t dot oh man there's really nothing to say about toronto right now i mean i'm gonna speak on it here as we delve into like finding our tribe today's core topic um it's a part of it it's a big part of it actually but i will send you a a postcard um so disclaimer a little Disclaimer, nothing serious. Um, But today I want to be as clear as possible, um, especially with my choice of words. But I really want everyone who's listening to not take every single thing super literally and to feel their way through things. Um, Because what we're going to discuss, I think like you can sprinkle it with some nuanced vibes and read between the lines as much as possible. Um, we're gonna tap into some things that can sound or feel um, complex. So go at your own pace. And um, so when we talk about finding your tribe, it can pertain to finding our people in terms of our personal life, work life, 
with individuals or collective groups like um, organizations or communities, right? Um, also in, in, in different realms and dimensions, but I'm not going to get too meta about it. Not today. That's for another day. But we say tribe and we immediately think family, blood or chosen, friends, collaborators. But I also think it's about the spaces we navigate as well. And for me, when I think my people, I believe that it's important to do, uh, to make a distinction between like-minded people and like-hearted people. Like-minded people as a concept to me is a bit more of a surfaced, surface default, I'm going to say. Like, not to say that it's shallow, but I think it's it's more of like, uh, not as elevated as like-hearted, right? It's going to be people who think alike, might share similar beliefs, um, might have behaviors and habits in common, and might have known each other for a long time, but oddly enough, they might not fully or automatically relate, connect, and those type of things. And this is why, for example, a person can have like a massive disconnect with the blood family that raised them, and yet they connect beautifully with people that, you know, become their chosen family. This is also why you might have like that longtime friend and you share so many experiences and memories with them, but then you don't really know where your friends anymore. You don't have anything to talk about anymore. That happens. <laughs> and that's what it means to me. Like when you're kind of like-minded, but you, yeah, that, that's it. That's the level. It, it, it stops there. Um, but like-hearted people, on the other hand, are people you recognize on a heart-soul level. And it's much deeper, has more texture to it. And heart, like-hearted people can be from different walks of life. And you might have a bit of, you know, like-mindedness going on with them, but it's a connection that allows you to, um, in my opinion, like access your own depth. So it's not just a relationship that's like deep, deep. It's more so also what it allows you to do on an individual level, right? And this is a good example of where I want people to not be so like black and white about it because like-hearted um, does not mean, or at least heart-soul level connection does not mean that um, you're going to have this tight closeness with every like-hearted person you finally meet. Some they're going to be close friends, become family, and then you will have some people that you work with beautifully, some people who teach you stuff and you resonate with that and, and you never have like that personal Closeness. connection. Right. Um, and it just flows. So to be like-hearted means that in some capacity, you'll do a bit of life together, typically long-term, um, and it won't be that crash into each other and then have this intense interaction lessons and then things fall apart and go their separate ways. Um, it's very much like, to me, I would say like, it's, it's very much, um, there's a gentleness, there's a sweetness about it. 
Um, it's like a mutual, oh yeah, I recognize you and how you move and how you love. So Kim and I, were going to talk and explore the journey to our current relationships, uh, our boundaries, and then a few other things. Do you resonate with the like-hearted concept? Yes. Yeah? Is that something like a word that you use? It's not. No? Are you going to use it now? No. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. Um, Yes, it's so... It's so layered. It's so layered. But like what's amazing about aging or just it doesn't. I mean, yeah, I think part of it is aging or just in addition to the more you get to know yourself Mm -hmm. um, as a result of introspection and uh, attempting to uh, attain enlightenment and the process that it entails. But it's it's just interesting because I am who I always was. So that's what is. <laughs> that's what's fun about fashion. It, yeah, <laughs> the earrings came off. I kept Are you fighting. The, I, I kept the chain. Are we fighting? But, Are we beefing? <laughs> I kept the chain, but left. <laughs> If I grab the Vaseline, there's mm. the answer. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, that, that's what's so interesting. You know, as we're talking about tribe, I can, I will explain to you the things that I look for and how I came to arrive at this place of this, certain types of things that I require relationships. But when all is said and done, I am who I was then. Just Sorry. now. You hearing it again? It's it's your mic against the necklace. It's not even your earrings. Oh, it's this? So you can put them back on. <laughs> Wait, but then how do I? I know what I'll do. I'll drape it over there. Okay. Um, you can't. You can <laughs> go back to the look. I'm gonna get uh pods soon, so they'll just go in the ear, oh and there God. won't be the wire. Those yeah, I, I saw some Hello Kitty ones that, of course, I have to have them. My cousin, I, you know, every any person, in, it's not this thing that I tout. It's just people know. So they send me all sorts of photos of Hello Kitty related items. And I'm not going to lie. These earbuds were amazing. So and then I try not to. But now I need them for this podcast and I can mm. write it off because this is business. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> See how I justified that expenditure right there. Mm hmm. So I am who I've always been, and it's just fun to connect the dots. And Mm -hmm. all my point was, now I just have the agency, and now I have the language. So I still do the same types of things I did when I was young in terms of ending relationships that don't work for me. Yeah. However, now... I probably approach it differently, handle Mm. it differently, articulate my thoughts or feelings to the person that is involved or even just identifying what my, the feelings I have are that attribute are attributing to not feeling like a cohesion or something I can, like you said, the differences between the two. Mm. 
mm-hmm. something that I, a relationship that I can resonate with or not. Mm. But it's funny when you say when, you know, when you're young, cause I, there was just this, it was not that it was a running joke, but when I was younger, people would be like, Oh, where's that friend that you were with? And I'm like, oh, no, we're not friends anymore. And people are like, oh, damn, Kim so Kim cut, cut. That's what they would say. Kim cut someone else off. And I, like, as if I was supposed to feel bad about it. And I would just be like, yup. So it was just like this thing that I suppose people would be like, wait, but you were just with that person. Where is that person? Oh, as soon as I found, as soon as I found out that I, my spirit didn't feel right mm. with being engaged in us and any sort of dynamic with the person yeah that's yeah. how it that's how it goes so it's that's, like I'm that's interesting because that's what i was gonna ask you like if you were always particular or how particular you were uh about your friendships and your environments um well so up until now like yes especially when you were like yeah younger just like early in life let's say early in life Oh, I've always, since I can remember, always was quality over quantity. Always. Mm-hmm. Part of it was, I think part of it could be I, I was a loner. Mm. I just was a kid that liked, I'm an Aquarius. I don't know if that's an Aquarius thing. You might be able to tell me if it is. But I just like my space. I like my alone time. If I wanted to do something, I was going to look for someone to want to do it as well. They weren't going to dictate what I was in, you know, type of activities I was engaged in Mm -hmm. so it was part that and also quote-unquote tomboy I was a tomboy so it was probably more like hook up with the boys play and then go home Mm -hmm. it wasn't like gather a bunch of girls and let's do things that girls like to do like malls and makeup and all that that wasn't my that wasn't my my thing so I think hanging out with boys mostly it was it was more just like with boys you just show up you do the sport and then you leave you don't have to like you don't have to make phone calls you don't have to arrange things so that could have been part of it um and i also was i just wasn't into the bullshit like i wasn't down for it since my whole life but it's funny that's why it's so exciting because when you do work on yourself and you learn skills and stuff you start to understand and that's why I say connecting the dots. Um, but that was the running joke. Kim is always cutting people off. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to say that I didn't have toxic relationships that I stayed in. But I also just remember, especially in my teens, because you do have these friendships that were formulated before you really decided what it was you were looking for in people. And so in my teens probably towards the end of high school, I remember constantly questioning if I hadn't known this person since I was five or six or seven, would I be their friend? If I met this person today, would I be friends with them? And if the answer was no, like, and I've had friends say to me, like, we've been friends, like, you know, you have, you have spats with your friends, right? You're mad at each other for a week or two, then you make up. And I've had friends say to me, but we've been friends since as if, as if I'm supposed to go through a lifetime with you because we've been friends for five years or 10 years or 15 years. I feel like that's amazing that you had not just the awareness, but just even like the thought process. I I don't, I don't think that's a norm for anybody. 
right? And I'm saying this as someone who's super like particular and like aware. When I think of it, I'm just like, wow. I mean, I didn't have to ask that because I moved around a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I didn't. I was in the same place from two years amazing. old to 20 something. But amazing what's, to me. what's interesting is that a close, close, close friend that I that I had. It's part of so some relationships look, there's the there's the other part of me that never wants to hurt someone's feelings. And when I was younger, the way that translated was not doing what was right for myself. And so at the sake of not hurting someone else, mm. which is unfortunate. Oof. But I, my best friend, I was like best friends with this person for like a long time. And we just hung out around the house type thing. We didn't, like, we were adults now. We didn't go, like, if I was going to go to the club or go to a bar, she's not the person I was calling. But she was my my best friend and we spent time together in the house running errands, you know, that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And I just, anytime we had a spat, I just was like, I hope, if she doesn't call, like, I would never call her. And she would, I would say, great. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, good. This relationship's over. I got out of it. And then she would call me and be like, I miss you. And I'm like, damn. Because at that point, again, I just didn't, for whatever reason, or the courage to Mm. live my truth, even if it meant hurting someone's That's the thing. It's Betraying somebody over betraying yourself. Well, I think that's the hard part. It's like, as long as you, anything that you approach with genuine love and kindness, Mm -hmm. if it hurts someone else, you can't claim ownership for that. Like you have to speak your truth. Now, if you, if you, if you're like, I'll speak my truth in the kindest way possible, Mm -hmm. but I can't not. Because it's gonna hurt you, and vice but then versa. Also you don't con- yeah, you can't control how it's gonna be received. Exactly. And if I'm not doing it, if if it's not something I'm doing to be mean or bitter or spiteful, then I have to let go of how that person receives it. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that's the sort of, but but that literally, for me, meant like going to therapy for a while to figure out how to do that. It wasn't just the thing of like, oh, okay, well, this is how I feel and this is what I need. So no, I had to learn that. Yeah. I had to learn it. I and really, yeah. I, I, I relate to, um, like I see myself in some of what you say in terms of like how we can be perceived as people who cut people off. And at the same time, there's a, there, there were at the very least, I can't say that you still have that, but there were like patterns of like people pleasing. Right. So those things coexisting, because a lot of the times I feel like we're going to think of people who cut people off. It's just super easy. Like even within, right. Like the invisible side to it. And there might be instances where it's easy, but there's a lot where it's not. And it's so interesting that combo of like mm. not ne- like betraying self-betrayal which i think is like the worst like the worst thing you can do to yourself yeah. yes because 
It's one of my points because I struggle Still? in relationship. Not now because it's it's a non-issue for me now because I have done so much work on doing what I need to do for myself to have the sort of life that I want and the type of relationships that I need mm-hmm. um, that are healthy. But back then I struggled in these relationships, like the one I mentioned to you about this friend I had for 20 years and my best friend, or, you know, whether it's platonic or romantic, I know what I need instinctively. I know in my gut what works for me and what doesn't. And so now I'm at, now it's like a 180. (laughs) Now it's almost like I can't help myself. Like, so that's what I've been dealing with. That's what I've been dealing with lately. And you said, you know, it's not always, it's not, people think it's easy to cut people off. So I'm at a, I'm at a point now. And I spoke to you about this where it's happening and it's someone super duper, duper close to me. And it's not easy. I, it's, I've been in a lot of anguish for the past, like, probably month, mm-hmm. like severe, you know? And it's like, the he- that's part of it. The healthier you get, it's almost harder because I just will not, like, I finally love myself enough to gift myself with only healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. No caveats, no exceptions. It no used to be like none. And it used to it used to be, I was a little more flexible with that because of loyalty to your family or guilt about, you know, or 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 like and it's interesting because like I have two sisters. One of them the majority of our life we didn't have a relationship so I didn't have that you know a lot of people have that guilt about well it's your family and you can't do that because it's your family but I've already experienced that since I was young with with one of my sisters so I don't have that's not a feeling that I have of where I where I where I feel controlled by a loyalty or having to have a commitment to someone because they're your blood relative it's not that it's that this 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 other person, we did have a relationship. It's just so, it's like, in my 20s, when I first went to therapy, I went to therapy because I had to confront my family about things, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what led me to therapy initially because they were the closest relationships in my life and I could no longer just be the one person that had the light and around people that didn't. It just was tearing me apart. Like I I was not functioning. So I was like, let me go to therapy to figure out how to do this in a healthy way that doesn't, you know, destroy relationships or hurt people. So I did that 20 years ago. So 20, so at that time, my mind was blown because of that. So as a result of dissecting in a therapeutic capacity the the dynamics of my relationship and then to have the people I confronted admit to things and then me to have to have this realization that people close to me can be jealous of me, can be envious of me, can be projecting, can make me, you know, they're projecting their projections led to um, accusations of me being judgmental, me being this, me being that. And for someone to admit to you 
that that's what they did. It was just mind blowing. It was mind blowing for me to sit with like sisters and moms and, and to hear certain things. But, but it was also like rewarding in people taking accountability and apologizing for whatever trauma they caused you. But to fast forward 20 years later and have just the, like to look at a relationship in a way, like honestly, completely honestly, because I'm so healthy now that I can't not look at it that way. It's traumatizing. It really is. Still. What makes well, it traumatizing? Like, not that you have to get super, you know, in details, but what makes it traumatizing for you? Because you, like, you love people and you just don't, you know, I just want to see the good in, in people, you know? Mm-hmm. And you don't want someone that you love and you trust to... A lot of it just I think what's traumatizing for me is my my sadness at the reality of who the person is. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like I just I just don't like because I'm, you know, in figuring out what doesn't work for me, yeah. it's identifying what it is, who they are. Mm-hmm. That is really heavy and deep for me. And then to know as a result of who they are, that they've done things that have been mean nasty like you know like it's just it's hard for me because because it it is such a close relationship a relationship i have have, have had for over 40 years Mm -hmm. so it's it has been it hasn't been easy it hasn't that's what i've been dealing with for like the last month i would say yeah so it just depends. It depends on who the person is. It depends on what the dynamic is. It's If it's just some person you just met and there's the honeymoon phase and then a month or two later you realize that they're not aligned with the things that you are, mm-hmm. it, it'll be a lot easier than someone that you've had a dynamic with for 10 or 20 years. And then as you get more healthy and start to see things, it's tough. Yeah. Hmm. And, you know, it's like you just want I just and I'm sure you do, too, want the best for the people you care about. Mm -hmm. That's it. And that's the thing. I feel like sometimes we really just we see. We actually see who we believe they can be. And it's like, but it's not here now or it it hasn't come like it hasn't come into fruition yet. Well, that's the, that, that was part of it, too, that while the person acknowledges, and that's the thing, I can have the conversation. We've had a conversation. The person acknowledged it, mm-hmm. but the person has acknowledged it in the past as well. So I guess the part that's, for me, that's hard, not hard, but that's sad, is that I'm finally saying, you've acknowledged this a number of times. And you're not actively working on correcting the things that you, that the per, they say they want to change that part of themselves, but they're not making any attempts at working on it. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to change our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I told the person, it's not a right or a wrong. And I don't want to make you who I want you to be. I And I just need you to understand that this doesn't work for me. Yeah. 
And I said it. And I said, mm-hmm. and that, so that's the difference. It's like, but even when I was young, even if I didn't have the words, sometimes I did just completely cut you off and not tell you why. And not everyone deserves, that's the other thing. Not everyone deserves full explanation. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. so it, you have to, like, adjust your approach to it accordingly. Oof. And so, but, but other people do deserve it. And yeah. other people, I want you to know exactly because mm-hmm. you, you, you deserve to know. And also, I don't want there to be any confusion. And I don't want you to try to come back into something with me if that still exists Mm -hmm. so that we're clear yeah and again it's not a condemnation it's just like you like you were saying that when you were distinguishing the two types the terminology for the two types it's like yeah and you can be aligned and that doesn't mean you're going to be best friends there's that as well yeah you know so it's Mm. it's tough it's tough it is it's tough but that the feeling of me not doing like what I said to you, how I struggle when I'm in things that I know aren't right for me, that feeling is going to eat me up more than the, this feeling. So it is, it is what it is, but it, yeah, it's not, it's not easy. It's not, it's tough. Mm-hmm. I think it, it might be a different experience for people who can bypass those type of fe- feelings, but we're, we're not built like that. So it's like, well, listen. <laughs> yeah, but people, me, can, but people that can bypass those types of feelings are not going to be as affected, Absolutely. affected as we are. So, yeah. you know, I mean, is like, it just might affect them all at once later on in life and yeah. be like a, an experience I will never be familiar with. So I can't speak on it, but I can feel the bigness of it. Like that must feel it horrible. Just, it's, I, I could not horrible and i have someone in my life <clears throat> that i am i don't currently have a relationship with that is very much like that and it's so interesting the other day i had an akashic reading and the reader was asking me so what would you say to that person and i'm just like i actually don't really i don't have anything to say because i understand what is happening on their end and i see that i see people as able to do anything right it's not even just like wanting what's best for them that's also why i don't pity people or at least i try very hard not to pity people is because i see that you can do it for yourself i believe that you can do it for yourself if you choose not to do it or if it's too hard if it's not for this lifetime that's not for me to you know judge or push onto anybody right so interesting i just didn't have anything to say about that and um but i i really thank you for sharing by the way because oh. i know it's not it's not the easiest thing to do um especially as you go through it it's not like it's done right and you're like still in it i am um i'm still in it and it's and the person said to me as i was explaining you know mm-hmm. like i hadn't spoken to the person in like eight months and then we got back together and we're around each other and I have done and I told you that during the COVID when you know that was like I already do like I've always been doing work on myself yeah and when I mentioned to you that that's the most work I've ever done you were surprised like oh really because you know how hard I go with with Mm -hmm. this and it really was so much so that when I came back into the relationship with the person I, I even told them I'm like I'm like, listen, you don't know what I've been doing. I've been doing work on my, just so you understand, 
I'm not the person from eight months ago, even yeah. from eight months ago. Yeah. And so that's the thing. And I was explaining to them what I will and won't allow in my life. And, and they were like, oh, I guess even at the sake of family. And yes, mm. don't do the manipulative thing. Don't do, you're not, it's not a guilt. It's, there's, there is it's no guilt It's the age here. of Aquarius. It's not. Oh, even at the sake of, even if it's a, even if it's your family. Yes. Yes. Even if it's exactly. my family. Yeah. Yeah. The person I was mentioning is family very much. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. But yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Like I, I'm going to get into. Maybe we can talk about family one day. Like maybe that can be a topic. Woo! We're about to cry. <laughs> Maybe that can be a topic. Maybe it I, really can. It it can be absolutely. And 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 I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. And I'm like, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like that's what I've just been. And I'm proud of my. I really am proud of myself. But I'm mm-hmm. also, I'm also like, damn. I still have to live in a world. <laughs> Cause you know, it's like, it's work, it's, it's friends, it's family, it's work. And there are just, my body like rejects interactions, certain interactions. And I'm like, wait, but I, I still have to work. Like I do have to make a living. So, and you know, I'm always very, um, I'm self, I'm very self-aware. So I always make sure you know, I, I'm, I'm always validating whatever it is that I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wait, is it just a, yo, I'm so woke. Oh my God. How much do we hate that word now? Yeah. <laughs> is that like my level of, of like consciousness is so heightened that I can't exist in like, you know, regular world. But then I'm like, no, it was, you know, that's the thing. I'm, I, I'm, I'm always very cognizant of, what it is I'm feeling, how I'm interpreting things. Because I'm like, damn, so can I not work in corporate America anymore because people are crazy? Or am I just being extra sensitive right now because I'm going through something? So there's that. But I just can't fuck with you. If you're on <laughs> some crazy, toxic shit, zero. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I, almost, I almost quit my job the other day. I yeah. almost quit my job the other day. My boss had to listen. beg me to stay because mm, listen, I I I I'm and I'm saying this in like the the most just like observant like an external way. I do not understand. Like it's it's what? it's difficult for me to understand you in a corporate world. I know, but like, I know you've been a part of it. And that's the crazy thing. It's like, even when, when we met, which was a long time ago, when you were like, oh yeah, I used to work in finance. And I was just like, how? On a trading desk. <laughs> exactly. Me. And, and Me. when you were like, yeah, this was my outfit. And I think you went into it, like, you know, in one of the episodes and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it's hard. It, it's like two worlds. And I very much, there's that um, way to put it that someone who is like a spiritual teacher, I would say, um, 
she calls like life, this 3D life, a video game, right? Mm-hmm. And we are, what's the word? The avatars, right? And so your higher self is not in it. It's playing the thing. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it's like I have a part of me that does understand that it's like it's part of the video game, right? It's an experience that your self has chosen to go through and, and learn from and experience whatever. Right. But then there's another part of me that's just like this. It still feels like like such different entities and like just experiences well well, it's and it didn't it didn't used to yeah and now it is (laughs) is that a result or a consequence of all the work that i've done in the past year or is it just what i'm feeling now because of the things that i'm going through personally so Mm -hmm. that's that's why it's important for me to you know and i'm always analyzing that or just making sure that I am tapped into differentiating between it. Mm. Um, and also, because my anxiety and depression is so severe right now, and because that's just, it's psychological, mm-hmm. but it's, all, it's also very emotional. Mm-hmm. So I am just making sure that I'm filtering stuff from an actual place versus through that filter of associating it with whatever my emotions are relating to my mental illness yeah um yeah but there's that part of me that's asked myself my that question like maybe i can't do corporate america anymore before i used to be like okay stack the paper insurance money let me make this money so i can go do the creative thing and not have to do a nine to five for x number of years a lot of people do that you know Mm -hmm. That's like a hustle that some people do. Some people don't because of the um, compromise that it's going to, or what it's going to cost. I tried twice. Right. But I know a lot of people, they can't, but then you have to be okay with having whatever that translates to. If it's something financial, if you have to have roommates, if you, you know, I have friends sleeping on couches, but for them, yeah. It's not worth what it's going to cost them to do something that's like corporate or non-creative. It's a very it's, real it's, experience, yeah. But it's funny because part of, and it's ironic that in us discussing tribe, there was some things I wanted to mention relating to work. And that was, and, and this was one of them. Like if you do have to, or do decide to do something that is quote-unquote corporate or isn't creative Mm -hmm. because that's just what you need to do to fund your creativity or what have you that it's okay to not be around people (laughs) so this is kind of contradictory to what i just said but i don't in what way is it contradictory though well it's contradictory in that i just finished telling you that i'm questioning whether i can work white collar finance jobs anymore because of Okay, it's like well, two I'll different. It's it's two different. People are set up differently. Yeah. So certain so. people can take it. Certain people can take it for a certain amount of time, and some people cannot take it ever. 
Well, my threshold got way more narrow because I used to be able to take it for a couple years. Like I knew for me, two years was was the definitive line yeah. that I could not surpass. Like yeah. at two years, it the two year mark was right before I would probably be miserable. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that translates to most jobs unless your your job is your passion, yeah. which not everyone has that luxury. And, you know, I think that's what the average, like, not the average person, but I think lots of people strive to have that job. It feels like their passion. And then that's a non-issue. But that was the thing about, you know, work, creatives and wellness and tribes. Yes, ultimately, the goal is to be afforded that luxury, to only have projects with people that you, like, have shared a shared outlook with. Mm-hmm. Um, and perspectives and that are where they're also doing the work and are self-aware and focused on their wellness because that typically does lead to like similar interests creatively or if you're a storyteller probably the type of story that you or how you would want your story to resonate with an mm-hmm. audience so there is that and it's dope when you but can have a there's whole... also a myth in thinking that you working with like-hearted people or you know whatever like-minded you to call... or like-hearted yeah. yeah to think that that's the key to not dealing with certain things about life that's not true that is not true you will have conflict is possible challenges the whole yeah. thing it's just a different type of vibe i guess yeah and then even earlier i just want to add something i was saying super quick i was i think i was using in terms of you and the corporate corporate america i was saying mm-hmm. two two entities or two experiences what i meant is they're two energies two different frequencies that's what i meant they um, are and for me it was always type a because i have a type a and a type b and so it was it you know it's I, I just was like one fit in each place. Mm-hmm. But I think that now it's not so much that it's not suited for me anymore and I can't endure it. It just really is the, like the individuals that I'm dealing with. Like it, it's, it's not just regular. It's not regular people, you know, <laughs> not to say they're, they're not abnormal, but it's it's a small little company and whatever. I'm not going to. It's specific, it, it can be specific. So for me, maybe that's my lesson. If I am going to do that sort of thing, yeah. it has to be in a bigger place, you know, mm. a little okay. more anonymity, not being all up in people's things. Like, um, so yeah. So the point was, it's like, it is great to have a tribe professionally, but if you don't, or if you have to go outside of it, that that's okay as well. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Um, and it's just part of the spectrum it's part of like the different experiences that you're meant to have or you know not have for certain people i think um but i don't want to bleed like just too much because there are certain things that we're talking about or that you're mentioning that are i want to keep for a bit later just to delve into it a bit more um but yeah i think i'm gonna get it also into like my journey to the current relationships that I have and everything and the stages and I'm going to try and keep it um <laughs> the light version <laughs> um 
I want to start with work. Like I think work-wise or at least professionally, things that are not to do with my personal life. In terms of everything but personal life, um, I would say things started bubbling up for me after high school. Um, I was very clear. I had always been very clear that I was an artist. Um, but the messaging was that it wasn't an option. And when I say messaging, it means that when I think of it, like, I don't know that I don't recall if my parents actually said no, no, they would say no in other ways. Like they would say no to options and clear, you know, like school choices that I was putting forward. And when I say they, I should say my mother because I think she would deal with most of our things. And I was in a family where like we were very much encouraged to have like activities, uh, extracurricular activities, and then um, just outlets um, and, and, you know, going to museums and all those kind of things, like very much Culture. a part of, yeah, very mm-hmm. much a part of my life. So it was very weird to just experience and violent, I would say, um, to the moment it became serious, <laughs> it was like a no. And it happened. And I'm saying high school. When, you, that, say that, it, when you say it, you're referring to the no, your, the no to your creativity, the no to my, me pursuing it. Yeah. As like a thing. You know, yeah. As a thing, path. as a real thing. Yeah. Not extracurricular, um, like main focus. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as a child, teen, all of that, like, I wouldn't necessarily see it as like outside. It just was like a part of my life. I didn't really make like a distinction between like, obviously it was like there's school, but then even in school, I would have art classes, right? I would have teachers who would be like, this is what I would recommend for your daughter to do. Like, it wasn't just like me. Oh my God, let me uh, tell my parents. It was like, it was very much a thing that was clear for a lot of people in my life. Right. Um, and so I spent like a lot of time navigating spaces that weren't for me. And it was very excruciating. And by, um, I mean, I made the most out of those experiences so people who have known me for a long time, they might not have perceived how hard it was for me. Um, but that will include like spaces like super catty, gossipy, creative yes. ventures, like studying chemistry real quick and then attending business school and then transitioning from business school, like graduating and transitioning right into like a corporate job for one of like the two biggest camera companies in the world um but that was that was a time where like i realized that corporate would just it was not for me and at the same time as like i was being offered like the permanent position i already had new york city in mind so i had never stopped being creative but i think that the contrast became like just too strong like too visible for me to continue in that in that manner like it just was unbearable and then my I would say my next stint which which was like part-time was um in Toronto I had a bit of a admin job I would say in a corporate environment but like 
admin part-time because I needed to have that for your stuff (laughs) for my stuff (laughs) which is like wink wink (laughs) you know which is I mean it's not it's not illegal like it's just immigration wise a lot of the time like they just resonate more with um stability and stability to them looks a certain way right Right. yes and for me even like at a certain it depends where you're at in your career but it's like if you're like in the first 10 years of your career like it can especially creatively like it's it's not that you're not doing well it's that even as you're doing well they're gonna do certain things right i'm not even gonna get into the details of that but um I took my leap of faith, moved to New York, focused on my acting um, out of my different disciplines. And yeah, for me, it was it was just clear, like the corporate space was not for me. Um, And one thing about me is like when a space or people are not for me, like I will just vibrate out organically. And if I don't, if I if I dare not vibrate out the universe will push me to do it. Like, it just will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of people, so like personal life and all of that, um, I would very much say it's been like a build up my entire life up until pre-pandemic Toronto. Yeah, so that was like, let's say that a lot of the, I wouldn't say that's, that all my work happened at that point because it, it had been like just me questioning things and looking into things but like a lot happened I would say between 2019 to 2020 and a lot of things were like in, integrated at that point um so I think I'm becoming like a lot more um grateful for Toronto because for a while it was like mixed with <laughs> it was like I had a foot in gratefulness and then a foot in resentment. Because um, it's not just about the city itself and the people in it. It's also about what I finally had to face. Being in the city where I had so little familiarity, like so, like no friends, no family, all of that. Like it meant that I had to face certain things and face the ways I was betraying myself and not honoring what was for my highest good. Um, And it was just unavoidable, at least for someone like me. I'm not saying someone else in the same situation would not have been able to avoid it. For me, it just was not doable. Um, Well, and also, I think that it overlapped with quarantine. And I think those are some of the similar issues that people had to face that don't work on themselves so from like yeah so that the the pandemic and like specifically being on it like in lockdown mm-hmm. i think it gave like turbo speed like it just yeah. made everything quicker i think i i honestly dealt with certain things that would have taken me like two to three years yeah easily and it was integrated like in very little time and i'm seeing already people circling back to me and i'm just like oh yeah but isn't that interesting how people can just come out of a year plus and without having undergone (laughs) self-reflection i think sometimes people don't have the tools and then sometimes people are scared like you just look at certain things and like 
their I'm, level of yeah, but there working, was no there was nowhere to run. That's the thing. Yeah, but everyone like, had to stop running. So how how were you not forced to look at things? But you can. But what if your level is just like still minimal compared to what you know someone yeah. who has more awareness will go through? Because that also determines like what you can access, right? Yeah. So if you start the pandemic and you're already someone working on yourself, it, you're going to have a very different experience once isolated, you know, from someone who has not done that work, done very little of it, just getting started. Like, that's how I, I see it. But um, I, 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 when I say like the things that I had to, like, when I talk about the things that I had to face, um, it was things like, hypervigilance like just also getting the vocabulary around certain things that I was dealing with like thanks to therapy the people pleasing ways the overextending myself fear of rejection whole package oh right because you really really got to know your attachment style and that explained a lot of things for you that was game changer was it was was it late 2020 it was late 2020 so that's even like super recent compared yeah. to like the other things that I had to work on. Right. But every, all of it became so much more like, wow. I have a joke. <laughs> I always have a joke. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we came out of the pandemic and we're still friends. We both went through similar things. We both went through similar things. And, but we're not, cause you were talking about people circling back around. Yeah, no. Listen. I mean, I mean the people that were that 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 were testing me my yes. whole life. <laughs> yes, I know. So that reminded me of like, oh wow, I'm still here. But you know what's so funny? Speaking of which, I had someone. <laughs> I was looking for an email. I was expecting an email and didn't find it, so I went into mm-hmm. my trash, and then I found an email from someone I had a filter on to go to straight. <laughs> so speaking of circling back around. Yeah, it was one of those people that I was very clear and concise with in a, the most loving way possible. Last Bye. Well, at the beginning of, <laughs> of the quarantine, it was probably like April. Mm-hmm. And I said, the, this is this is what it is. And this is why and this is what I need. Mm-hmm. And the person will not respect it. So I had yeah. to set the filter and it went straight to the spam. And I and I saw it when I was looking for like a coupon. I was waiting for some discount for, for something. <laughs> I was waiting for something. Oh my god! Yeah, I think it was like you know, sign up for this for the sub for the freaking um, newsletter and get the coupon. So I'm like, let me go into my spam folder, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this person, you know. But this is the thing, and this is what my friend gave me just real quick about that person because that was a major member, like one of the chairs of my tribe. Could have been probably like a co-chair of my tribe. That was yeah. this person. And the way I was looking at it was that this person will not, because we create what we fear. Mm-hmm. And so I understood that this person's fear was that they were going to lose me forever. But by you fearing it, you are creating it because you're not stepping. I All I said was, I need some space. Mm-hmm. You not giving me the space each time. You show me that you're not giving me the space. It is pushing me further. So you're actually creating your worst fear. Yeah. 
And I was looking at it as like, you're not respecting the boundary. You're just whatever. You're self-indulgent, blah, blah, blah. And then my other friend, tribe, major tribe member was like, and just in talking it over, you know, speaking with her about it because she's very close to the person as well. I just was like, maybe the person needs closure because she was saying the kind thing to do would be to respond to him. And my point was, I was super kind in telling him exactly what I needed. So I was looking at at it as I've done what I needed to do. So, you know, this isn't goes in along with that category of like, what do you owe people? Do you owe this person or not? And I just was like, maybe this person needs closure. Maybe what I, even though I explained and what I like told. Like a closure that they can't give themselves? Perhaps. Or like a closure that a 30-year friendship might require. Because that's how, it was literally almost 30, like 28-year friendship. So, so I'm just like, I was thinking it from the perspective of, I told you, I clearly articulated exactly what I needed. You're not respecting my boundaries. And you're just showing me that we can't be friends anymore because you're not going to respect my boundaries. But her point was, maybe he just needs a closure. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's something to think about. So we'll see. I see your eyes rolling, so I know what your opinion is. <laughs> You're in this. That's why you have. Thank goodness for filters. Mm. That's why she said. Because mm. <laughs> also, it's like I'm trying to mind my business, even though you're sharing it with me. It's like I'll there's tell you also... offline. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, no, no. But it's you know articulating things. Yeah. It's good. You know, dialogue what? and debate. I, you know what, like, I had someone who was, like, a, at that point, like, a a new friend who became, a, like, a non-friend very quickly. Yeah. In a very gentle way. Like, one of the gentlest ways ever. And it was hard for me because I felt like that person had done, like, such kind things for me. And I was working through the, you don't owe people anything just because they were kind because you you know, I also am kind in, in different ways. But right? and, and also identifying that sometimes the root of that kindness, you know, there's a payoff for yeah. your actions. Yeah. So it maybe wasn't about you. Mm-hmm. It was about her. Yeah. And, and what she's getting <laughs> You're saying out of her. I never even. <laughs> I thought you said she. Did I? Did I? Yeah, I think you. I think you did. Well, why it's, would I it's, say it is a it, woman. It is a woman. Yeah, yeah. You must. Have, why would I think it was a woman? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but that's the other part of that's the other. You could part know of, without me saying them. True. But anyway, yeah. What that's were we the say? that's the other thing that people need to acknowledge that a lot of thing a lot of times things have nothing to do with you. And so you they can't don't. take on the ownership of Absolutely. being they responsible don't. for someone else's feelings. Because mm-hmm. if she's a person that's trying to buy someone's love or affection, mm-hmm. then that that's, um, that's, I mean, it's manipulative, not, not, you know, in the, in the least harsh way possible. Yeah. Um, maybe but, unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. But it's manipulative and it's just not cool. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's not it cool. So. But I remember like, this is someone who challenged like a lot of my boundaries, spoken, unspoken, just like that person helped me realize how much 
like what kind of things I also needed from people in terms of like, I just need that to be a part of your belief system. Yeah. Or, you know, just a natural behavior. Like there's certain things, you know, that it's a preference. Right. And I think that I used to gaslight myself a lot in terms of what I was able to perceive, but then also my preferences. Right. Because I would be like, maybe I'm asking for too much or whatever, or maybe I'm being extra maybe you're and reading in too much. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe you can't be satisfied. Yeah. All those right. type of things. And I was just like, <laughs> which is very, I don't but know. For me, it was very hard because it's like, I just perceive so much. Yeah. And I get that certain people still will not understand what I mean when I say I perceive so much because I it, it is not just like the literal things in front of me. It's also energetically. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that that person that person i just was so i just going back and forth for like a long time like in terms of like ooh do i do i tell them like why this can't work cuz i was just like again because it's relating to things that i don't want to have to you know it's not something that's a boundary it's something that i want to be a part of how people just how they move naturally. So yeah. that means that, and the reason for that is there's just certain things for me that if I say them out loud, it's going to be so particular that it sounds intense when it's very natural. You know what I mean? It's like things that, I don't know if I've said that before, but I, I'm all about sisterhood and any friend that is a woman that shows me, especially consistently, but shows me that they will put something that has to do with men first over the friendship, I cannot do. And I will not tell you that, right? I will not ever speak on that. Like, right, this is the most I'm going to do, me and this mic and you. I'll, I do not express that like, ooh, no, because if it's not how you move, it's just not. And I accept mm-hmm. that I'm just not in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that is, that is part of the whole situation. But in that case, it's, it just magically happened. And I spoke to them about it and I didn't even try. It just like naturally came out in an instance where I was not even supposed to run into them. Right. And we sat down. And we had a conversation and it just like came out. It felt like someone else was speaking on the situation because it had been dealt with for like it had a lot, a lot of time had gone by and um, they understood the whole thing, but also I didn't have to tell them like, we're done. You know what I mean? I let time do that by just not interacting. Right. And also perhaps she accepted that part of who she is. I was just like, this is something that is yours. I'm not going to absorb it Yeah, (laughs) because I'm very good at enmeshing. Yeah. (laughs) I'm choosing not to. Um, And that was a good like exercise, I think, like a good experience where I was just like, in different instances, you challenged my boundaries. You involved men in a very unhealthy way. We cannot be friends. Yeah. 
Well, you know what's so fun about... That's the thing. You can do a zillion hours of work on anything. Mm -hmm. But the true test is how you apply it. And that's why I said earlier that I'm proud of myself. Because... And and my close friend will always... Like, we're constantly just sharing experiences with each other. And she'll be like, "How? wow, how can you just this? And how can you just that? And I'm like, girl, like literally a week ago, I was like, girl, it's amazing because it's not like, poof, you just. It's me having done decades worth of work mm-hmm. uh, uh, on myself mm-hmm. to be able to, on the spot, say exactly how I feel about something. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's the fun part, the result, the, the applying and same thing with, you know, I had shared with you and the listeners, perhaps. <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if they've heard it or, or if they will hear it, but I have shared about romantic relationships, you know, that like the, rom- the romantic relationships were the and typically for most people, that's where even if things are great in other areas of your life where the dysfunction might play out like that's probably the hardest um aspect of relationships to conquer Mm. the romantic one or intimate one usually you know same um and that's why i was saying like it torments me when i'm in something romantic that's not healthy Mm. and so that's the true test like and I don't beat myself up because it's lessons and you say, oh, my God, but I already did. Why would I do that if I knew that it wasn't because it was a lesson that you still needed to learn? That's why. Mm-hmm. And but for me, because and you're similar, we know what we need to be doing and not doing. And so for me, it just tortures me because I knew damn well from day one. So why is it day 2,564? <laughs> so like, I'll just be like so frustrated with myself. But obviously, it's because I needed that lesson again. So like, yeah. The proof is in, how are you going to apply it? Mm-hmm. And so that the only way to know, I could tout how healthy I am. I've been single for a while. So like, <laughs> the way I'm going to know is relationships. <laughs> Your <laughs> <My> earrings. earrings. <laughs> oh, man. Comically me. Good... Any effort, I'm always like, I'll be crying and laughing at the same time. I can't. It just, it just is what it is. It just is what it is. And I've had to but, tell therapists so many times. I'm like, no, I'm not deflecting. I'm not laughing because I'm scared. To, you know, because, you know, sometimes people put a smile on their face or they laugh. Because they're uncomfortable. <laughs> no, it's just because I, everything, things, I'm just, I'm funny before anything. Mm-hmm. Or I think I'm funny before anything. But, um, but yeah, this... so that's the proof is in the pudding. How do you apply it? So for me, coming out of this year of doing hardcore intensive therapy, both alone and with with a professional, um, yes, it's it's and it's growing pains. That's what I feel like it is for me. It's growing pains because mm. this the, the past like couple of months has been so hard. It really has. He got it. I do. And that's why it's important. Like we're talking about tribe and that's why it's so important because something as simple as what I was saying about my friend whose email was in the spam folder. It's good to share that sort of a thing with someone that can assess something from a place 
devoid of like ego or judgment or all those things that can skew how you perceive something or interpret something Mm -hmm. so that for me that's what tribe is what do you look for in a a, we're talking about what i look for people today and present no we're not we didn't segue into that yet oh (laughs) are you reading the breakdown Uh, and doing no no i'm not (laughs) but this is a good if my eyes go there yeah (laughs) this is a good um it's a good segue into the criteria yes so if somebody wants to be kim's friend or kim's tribe what do they have to do what do you look for um in people what are the yeah the traits i narrowed it down and i can't believe how easy and how quickly it came yeah to three things. Okay. I didn't one. even have, I didn't even have to think about it that hard. Oh wow. Okay, number 1. Honesty. Okay. With themselves. <laughs> you like the finger? I put my finger It's up, it's like, the the voice with and the inflection. Yes. With. Because okay. everyone will say, "Oh yeah, honest. I want an honest person." Oh, no. Man. How I how I've identified it is that I need someone who is honest with themselves Mm -hmm. first Mm -hmm. because then they can be clear about their actions yeah so yeah it's just those those kind of words that become very abstract because everybody understands them differently differently yeah so for honesty the way that people understand that word now i think it's kind of like a trend in using Uh, is is um People Being who are true to themselves. Yeah. That that can be that can be a similar way. That can parallel honesty. So it's like I can tell you if so if I have conflict with you, I can tell you how I feel. But if you can't be honest enough with what your intention or your motivation was mm-hmm. behind that, mm-hmm. then you know, like you're saying, I need I need you to be where I am. Mm. which which is that me in terms of honesty yeah well just across the life. board across the board like you know how you, you were you were saying like certain things that just need to be a given yeah this is one of them yeah because and you know part of not being honest with yourself is defensiveness mm-hmm. so we're never going to resolve conflict if you're not being honest yeah. Or knowing who you are. That's um, I think honesty, like I think that's all tied into it. Knowing who you are, knowing what motivates you, just being really solid in your foundation. Yeah. That is number one for me. Because yeah. I don't think you can really go anywhere or you, you can't go where I'm going if you don't have that. Yeah. And so then that was number I, one. For I think me. it's important to say, like, I I would think you agree with me that having defensiveness it's not that you can't have it ever or at like temporarily it's just getting out of it right because i think we all get defensive in certain moments it's not like literally you can never go through defensiveness it's just you have to be able to get over it and get to a point of honesty yes is that what you mean or like you want people who never get defensive ever you know or, what? And I'm really trying to think of when I am defensive. I don't... I would be hard-pressed to think of when I am defensive. But that's you. 
But that does that mean but that can, you're can, unable? Because I I would think I get defensive. You deal with me. No, no. I mean, if if look, usually I don't know that like, I do it with you, but like, but with internally. you, you might be defensive until you hear the explanation, and then perhaps you yeah. will have an understanding. So that's what I mean. It's like yeah. it's even if it's temporary or like because I don't know. I'm all for like just feeling what you feel it's just you you can't stay in your feelings forever right. like you just but have a person to... like you your defensiveness the root of it would be unaware unawareness versus ego that's the difference like it could, you're, it you're could not be even be... if it's ego because i wouldn't put myself like above it if mm. even if it was rooted in ego i am able to you know check out. myself right and I will likely check myself before I hear you, <laughs> but yeah, or hear what someone has to say. But yeah, I wouldn't think that people are necessarily like. You're. Do you really think you never get defensive? I'm trying. I mean, I'm not gonna say never, but I just I'm trying to think of an example of when I would be defensive about something because yeah, I don't want to I- invalidate how you like no define it's not it i've never it. thought of how i perceive myself in terms of defensiveness or mm. f- you know in any regard i just mm. know i'm love and that's all i know <laughs> like that's all i really care about yeah but in terms of defense like just because i'm so intentional yeah that everything i do i really am at a point where your shit has nothing to do with me. Like, I really do feel that way. Like, I don't get defensive because I know that I've been so thoughtful about how I've gone out into the world mm-hmm. that what do I have to be defensive? Like, I just think I always have an explanation for what motivated what I did because the things that I do are always out of, like, kindness and love. So mm-hmm. I don't know what I would have to be defensive about, but... I'm human, so I'm sure. Please, if I'm defensive, tell me one day. So I can be like, oh my God, I did, I was. I'm kind of excited to be defensive. I don't know if it would have happened with me, though. Because yeah. I don't know that we approach conversations in, in a way that... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not be the right yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so you got through one. Honesty. Yes. And Honesty. then number two. Strong moral fiber. That is very abstract. You can't say that to people. What does that Grounded mean? Grounded in right versus wrong. <laughs> That's it. Kim, what is right? What is wrong? So you want people kind to... or unkind, love or hate? You know, so, like... so you do you want people to have the same belief system as you and see like? So you you do want a bit of like mindedness in that sense that you want people to, um see the same things as right and wrong or in what capacity and just like it's black or white Mm -hmm. right like you want me to give you an example of what's right or wrong just in (laughs) i was gonna be like scamming wrong right scamming people yeah scamming wrong working hard for what you have right like just very like this i know this seems basic but just like really Mm -hmm. right or wrong discrimination wrong love your fellow man right (laughs) i mean i hear you i think you know that's 
you know all lives matter wrong (laughs) black lives matter right like that type of shit like basic shit like that maybe (laughs) should have been (laughs) maybe that should have been number one but i made it number two just 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 um okay so another way to take like all right morality we can take morality out of it if that's too vague just uh no that's also your like this is your stuff yeah just being you're allowed to word it your way just that means being a decent human being okay that's number two be a decent human being and then three compassion compassionate yeah Mm. compassionate that's good so i'm gonna get into my mine oh and i I had oh and my final was like uh they have to speak the same emotional language and already have a heightened level of (laughs) self-consciousness and And the girl is like oh i made it a list and it was so it was so simple. And here's a disclaimer. Um, yes, already uh, at a heightened level of self-consciousness. And at a minimum, they must be actively engaged in self-improvement. But I don't even know if they would be tribe. Like, that kind of falls under the category of, like, quote-unquote, I'm doing air quotes, seeing potential in someone. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, eh. Yeah, it doesn't mean that everybody that's in like on that path is meant to be you like one of your people and, and just because you have a conversation or you meet or whatever an interaction like that's just where they're at but they're not automatically but you know what's so we'll interesting come in. <laughs> but you know what's, <laughs> what's so interesting is it like my best friend which one peace all the earth tone king because <laughs> i know several of your best friends i know i'm lucky to have so many best friends right he mm-hmm. like is the most he's he's just a healthy person because you know i just i just made mention of people that are actively engaged in self-improvement or on a journey and you know trying to uncover or reach reach levels heightening their levels of enlightenment mm-hmm. he's a normal person not normal that's the wrong word He's a healthy person. Like when I those th- three things that I just said, like honest, moral, I compassionate. Feel like you said four. What was the fourth? Because you said moral, honesty, moral thingy thingy, moral, moral fiber, strong moral fiber, what compassion, compassion. But yes. then you say something. Like you said two things. Well, in the parentheses, like. <laughs> <laughs> I said they have to speak the same emotion. Wrong. (laughs) That's cheating. Um, what was that like? Scamming. Wrong. (laughs) What the hell kind of example is that? Things. No. Um. No. No. Like before any of those, this should have come first. That they do have to speak a similar emotional language to me, and that they have to have a high level of self awareness consciousness mm-hmm. enlightenment yeah. and yeah. at the very least working on self-improvement mm-hmm. being acknowledging having the ability to be introspective because we all have things that we want to work on so yeah. i can't have any sort of relationship with anyone that isn't aware of their shit yeah 
Yeah. But At you were all. mentioning your best friend, your best, your bestest My friend. My bestie. Yeah, because I said all those things. They have to this and spiritual alignment and consciousness and blah, blah, blah. But not to invalidate, those things are very important. However, my bestie, he just is that way. Mm-hmm. So there are some people that are fortunate enough. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's just levels of trauma. Maybe your level of trauma or how you've um, how you've kind of lived through or dealt with your trauma or what kind of trauma you had. Because everyone mm-hmm. has trauma. I'm sure Piso has trauma, but everyone's circumstance is different. Mm-hmm. And so he's just a good dude. And I don't, you know, we're not doing fucking reading. I'm not sending him books by the Dalai Lama or, you know, Deepak Chopra. And he just had, he just, some people will just embody those things, which is amazing. And it's rare. And it's rare. Yeah. So those are things I look for. And then I had the little disclaimer, but it, it might not apply to someone that's just a good person with a good heart and is love, you know? Yeah, I, I I feel like for me, it's going to be about, um, hmm, so different things I've listed. I definitely haven't summarized it in the same way as you, um, but I'm going to prefer people who have a certain openness about them, you know, who are self-aware and are getting to know themselves, which is, you know where we're talking about like actively I don't know that I would use the word self-improvement but I think it's understandable like what it means is understandable um and the reason why I wouldn't use that word is only because we're already that it's more about in my book remembering your true self right so it's you're not necessarily improving you're already it you're just like doing the work to re-access your fullness if you do that work (laughs) it's almost like when you think like you're already perfect that's how i think of it like it's just your imperfect perfectness right um i want people who move in ways that show me their wisdom and discernment of the world and so typically it's going to be people who um um, might have like a similar discernment to mine, but like I can sense that they can teach me things or that we just discern things similarly, right? Um, and a lot of the times it's going to be people who have gone through like a spiritual awakening or who were already awakened and never like, like some people were never compromised in that way, right? You might have trauma, but like, you know how we've talked about certain of your qualities or abilities that were always super like clear regardless of what you went through like you have certain people who come on this earth and they're just like boom well that's what that's what's interesting you have this you have you're this thing energy mm-hmm. and then life happens to you yeah but even as it happens to you like you have certain things that you that just you never change and that some people yes it does like for me even if i take like a real quick like an example even if you take like something like confidence or just like really your connection with yourself something like depression might alter that whether you like it or not right and then you have to work to get to that 
level. And then if you don't have a certain awareness, like you could believe that you never had it, but it's like, oh no, it was that piece of your life. And it might be you as an adult rather than, you know, a younger self. Well, it gets buried under the trauma. That's what I, that's what I think. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I want people who, um, you know, I can be my full authentic self with and whether I choose to do that or not, that's a different question, but like I can and vice versa. They can, they, they can, they feel like they can do that with me. Um, and then one thing that's definitely like on the abstract side, because I know we can understand it differently. Um, people who are just naturally reciprocal and who communicate clearly and consistently. I know we're not all going to understand what that means, but let's say like in our relationship, we communicate well, how would you define, like, how would you explain what communicating clearly means in your own words? Us specifically or in general? Well, just in general. I think us is an example, but in general, like in your life, what would communicating clearly or well, what would that mean? It means articulating to someone what your needs are mm-hmm. and having them validate that they understand them. Mm whether they can meet them or not, address them or can't address them. That's a good so way it, to put so it. So it's that, just being able to express how you feel and ha- in a way that the person, and that's why tribe is important because mm-hmm. you have to have someone on the other end of that that has the aptitude. Is receptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is receptive, but also has the aptitude to comprehend it yeah so and you know they have to be in touch that's the thing that's you know it's like you can only meet someone as deeply as they met themselves that's a real thing that's why it's important i think it's important to have a tribe Mm -hmm. um because you know you want to you want to speak to say you want to speak to people in a language they understand yeah i i think that's a great way to put it Cause I was just like, how would I explain that? That's a great way to put it. Like the needs thing. I like that. Well, I mean, I think that like the most successful and successful, just meaning that both people are getting what they want out of a relationship. The most successful relationships are ones where your needs are identified and articulated to the person and vice versa. And some are met. And if not, it, that's explained. Yeah, that's, exactly. There's a clarity exactly. about why it's not met. Right. So that's what I think. Like, I think that the epitome of communication is having a relationship where you don't, like us, there's mm-hmm. nothing there. <laughs> like nothing. nothing and everything. Nothing and everything. There's but you know, nothing. there's nothing, there's nothing I need to say. To you. There's nothing that you, I don't have to talk to you about something. I don't have to explain something to you about how I feel. You don't have to, you don't have something that you have to let me know that it just is, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because we're both mindful. We're both respectful. We're both caring. We're both. This so, is why I'm so grateful to be like, my friend in the space <laughs> just kidding 
<laughs> Come on, you. Of course that you want to. You laid that up really, for me. I need to know where if your you, Leo placement is. I need to know. If you're going to pass me the ball, I'm going to dunk it. Okay? <laughs> and there was a pause right there, too. It was, like, perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, sorry. that's why you're so grateful that... <laughs> This is why I'm so grateful to just be where I'm at. Because it's like, of course, the circle, your entire life, your circle is supposed to get smaller, right? And not that it was massive and, you know, but I think to a certain extent, like, I would just allow certain people to be around me and they didn't deserve, right? Or, you know, what we did when, what I'm sure you did and what I do when you're younger you have categories for people. So this is I an didn't. Acquaintance. This is an acquaintance. This is the person I go dancing with. This is the person I go this. I go that. I, now the only people I'm fucking with are the people. The, the people. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? I had that conversation with another friend who said, and it they were drawing a parallel with uh with men who cis men, let's say, who typically will have categories. This is why you're saying that. And probably because you were around guys most of the time. Right. But I feel like a lot of the time, and maybe I'm wrong, but people do not have those categories and they kind of should, at least for a, a part of your life in terms of like, cause you, you know, I don't know that I'm at a point where it's just my people. There's a, my energy is going to go mostly to them but I can still have um, mild capacity for people who, you know, they're not top tier. But are you calling them? Are you hanging out with them? No, but that's what I mean. We can still interact. Like of if course, you reach of out course. in those kind of ways. I'm talking it, like call, text, hang no, out, go to no, a party. I, I, no, absolutely not. Okay, so let me cr- clarify that I do not put effort. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's why I said last time, like, if 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 we didn't talk during the pandemic, you get a very a, clear message from me. <laughs> it's a Rizzy. If before I hadn't made that gesture, like, you know, it just made it clear. Like, and this podcast is doing that, too. Yeah. Um, But for me, it's just, why was I saying that? You were yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm grateful because yes. I have people who are, like, with whom I'm able to model certain things to like teach my brain and my, you know, like my nervous system, like all those years that you were entertaining this and other things, like that was a distraction. So now it's just very, it's, it's very difficult, if not impossible for people to just come through. Cause it's just like, nope. <laughs> right. Cause again, the pandemic helped weed out, but naturally because it's such a time of like, you know, stress and everything you go to the essentials like what what am i gonna do oh no i don't it's not that i don't care how you're doing i wish the best for you i don't actively care to check on you because i also see that it was never a thing you never checked on me or like it's just eh, we know what it is that's funny because there were like memes at the like in the beginning of the pandemic where it was like if someone hasn't checked on you yet or if you haven't heard from someone yet they're not your people's exactly It it is it was true how, what do you mean you you know like i understand and that took well, time because, because i think it you let's say because it's a lot of people in our lives right so if you don't think of someone right away but then at some point you still check in that's also well, very valid okay. 
So in the first few months of the pandemic, I didn't have that. I didn't take that approach. I didn't have that outlook because I know just personally what I was dealing with and I know how it might have affected people. So Mm. if people are going through anxiety and depression and all this, I'm not going to I would understand if they were isolated and I didn't hear from them for months because they yeah. might have been going through their own shit. Absolutely. But now it's been a year and three months. Exactly. So by now, exactly. then, but for those first couple months, I was like, yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm not going to judge what the standing of our relationship because I haven't exactly. heard from you, I agree. you know, but by now, yeah, by yeah. now. And then even like, it's like both for me, like it's twofold. It's like both of by now and then looking back. Like, meaning the whole thing is just self-explanatory. Like, over time, we have the time to just look at the whole thing and how we've behaved and, and, and what works, what doesn't. And then it's like, if there were ever people that I, you know, hadn't reached out to by now, it's just like, yeah, we know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, you know, I think people have, some people, lots of people have a clearer understanding of what they want, what they need, what they have time for and don't. But you and I are always those people's, but like for a lot of people that other, otherwise might not have been. I think that's what this past year really brought to light. Like, how do you want to spend your time and with who? I think, yeah, for me, I would say, and I think I spoke on this, but it's like, I still was entertaining certain things as much as I was moving as if I didn't, I think my brain still was, it was like remnants or like not full clarity. Right. And during the pandemic was the time that I sat with myself and I didn't have any distractions. It was like, okay, that thing that we've been wanting to do and get clear on, you have what is all it? Because day, every day to do it now, exactly. not just once a week or after work or whatever. Like you literally can work on it every single day. Exactly. And so yeah. because everybody is so centered around their themselves in a way that I think was just very necessary, like you just, you know, isolate and everything. I think that it also led to certain people not just not contacting me. For that period of time that I really just needed to shut people out and energies out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It helps because I do think that there's a part of responsibility sometimes that you should have to keep people out, shut people out, clear even your aura, those kind of things. Like, um, it is not just about people respecting you. It's about you respecting your own boundaries. And so for me, because I also had work to do on my boundaries, that was like helpful for me to not have to do the whole work because we're going through something that forces everybody to just be in their own space right yeah so i feel like that's that's it, it would not have been that easy so i i i'm i'm very grateful for that It's a wrap for today. We appreciate you for listening and we hope you enjoyed every bit of this episode. Before you leave though, we got a special request for our MVPs. Please don't forget to tell a friend about us and take a quick minute to leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It means the world to us and really helps our platform reach more amazing listeners like you. 
Follow us at The Flow Prince on all socials and see you next time.